0: Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm brie And I'm Rachel. And today is the Great Jello Episode. Yeah! yeah. This is pretty exciting in the uh the list of Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast episodes. Uh this might be the the most epic one that t- took the most planning and has the most like recipes in the Ladies Lounge group on Facebook. If you need jello recipes, which I don't know why you would need them, but if you need them, go join the group <laughs> and find that poll. And there are like over a hundred, so you will not run out of Jello recipes. Ever myriad, in life. myriad. This is a this is a Aaron's recipe card. We all have Jello in front of us to to try Anymore. on this episode. Uh, this is going to be pretty epic. So, uh, Aaron, take it away. So
1: we decided the best way to approach this episode was to go to the experts themselves namely the ladies of the lounge uh-huh. so instead of instead of me trying to just find interesting old recipes on my own i wanted to hear from from all of the lutheran ladies what were their what were their favorite recipes what were the weirdest recipes that they had and we got we got a, a lot of we got a lot of variety <laughs> <laughs> There were there were the savory jellos, which I have to say, I'm going to be honest, I don't recall ever having a savory jello at a potluck. So I think Mm-mm. those were more novelty uh, shares as opposed to true, like, this is a tradition at my church, you know, the shrimp mold. However, <laughs> all that said... There were there was at least one person in the lounge, might have been the only person in the lounge who who really did endorse the shrimp mold and felt that it was actually delicious. Her mom used to serve it on Christmas Eve. So we've got all sorts of Jello possibilities out there. But for the great Jello episode, I wanted to. So we started collecting these. I made. I made a database of Jello recipes. Yeah, you did. <laughs> on,
2: she sure did. Yeah. <laughs> that episodes. is the most
1: Lutheran thing ever. I, <laughs> I categorized them once I had gathered them all. Then I then I started categorizing them in different ways to see how I could somehow wrangle these into something that we could work through. Karen Karen Twenfell offered to set us up with a bracket which I ultimately declined because, honestly, we, I still had work I had to actually do for my job. And so I thought, <laughs> make it a little simpler for yourself, Erin. So thank you, Karen, for the offer to make a bracket for our Dello episode so that we could have had a fantastic Final Four showdown. But instead, I took the approach of making three polls where I had three contenders in each poll and then asked uh, you ladies to vote on which of those three recipes we would make for the episode. So we worked our way through that. Now, before I get to the poll set, I'm jumping ahead of myself here. Before I get into the, the poll thing, Jell-O has got a lot of history. So here are some of the things that was sh- that were shared during the, the Jell-O discussion. Jell-O has different names around the country. Oh. And we had more than one person in the group who commented that they're very familiar with Jello being referred to as congealed salad.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah. Why? Pat, yeah. I, well, Pat Gilbert said that when they moved to Alabama in the 70s, their family was in, introduced to congealed salad. And she was so relieved when she learned that it was actually Jell-O because she had horrible horrible images in her head of what this could possibly be when, when talking with the ladies at church, I guess, before the actual potluck. So I thought at first that maybe it was a Southern thing, but it turns out that no, somebody else also knew it as congealed salad. And that person was from the East coast somewhere. So that's a little too small of a sample group to really say with certainty how that, how that name came about, But it's interesting, congealed salad. I I feel really good.
2: Can I just say that that is such a church lady thing to do is to just do whatever we can to call it a salad.
0: Well, now (laughs) that
1: is something that Jill Damick was actually wondering, or Damick, I don't know how to pronounce her name. But anyway, Jill was wondering the same thing. She wondered why sweet jello dishes are considered a salad, and not a dessert. She has been wondering this for at least 30 years.
0: You and me both. (laughs) It's true.
3: true. They always show
0: up next to the salads in a potluck, not on the dessert table, and it makes no sense. But think about it, though.
2: If everything that had a ton of sugar on it went in the (laughs) dessert table, (laughs) the bread section would be very light the salad section would be very light there'd probably be some entrees that are moving you know jumping ship the baked beans
1: beans would be moving (laughs) on over
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's strategic. It's it's to, yes, got to move the product. Uh-huh. We're totally throwing potlucks under the bus right now. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> and we, love love it. Well, we love
2: them. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I <laughs> I try to eat healthy most of the time. But you go to a potluck and you're like, I'm not, you're not eating really healthy. I'm eating <laughs> green, right. green salad, off. but
1: still. That's right. <laughs>
2: I may or may not eat it.
1: The other jello salads are also known um, in some circles or. Uh, were- there's sort of a, a what's the term? There's a special term. Maybe one of you will know. But anyway, they're they're an indicator that there was a funeral. Donna Utech said that a a few years ago a former church had as a standard funeral jello, the orange jello with grated carrots and pineapple. I believe that is the classic sunshine jello. The personnel who helped with the funeral always got the leftovers. So whenever her kids would come home from school. And see that jello, they would say, Well, looks like we had a funeral. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> who <laughs> they, died? <laughs> they associate that jello salad in particular with childhood memories like, Oh, it's a funeral. I tie that to that. Someone else, Barb Stallman, commented about how when she was growing up, they were discussing a a, a jello salad and a variation. And and Barb was commenting that the recipe was very similar to the one that her grandmother made with the addition of grinding up an orange in it. And she remembered the orange because it would get ground up, peel and all. And it made a big impression on on her young mind. And that just made me think, yeah, I'm like... There's a lot of things that we just grow up with and they stick with us. And mm-hmm. I really think Jello salad is one of those things for Lutherans, for anybody whose church has a history of potlucks. And Lutherans aren't the only ones by any means who have the history of the potluck. So, so lots of other church traditions also have that that history, but it it it's one of those things that because we grew up with it as kids, it gets Lodged in our, I don't know, in our cultural cultural history of this is what it is to be, to be Lutheran, to be a kid who grows up in church. You eat well, jello I, that I has weird we see, stuff in it.
2: I think we see in the jello recipes the way in which cooking for church was a creative outlet for so many of our, you know, mothers, aunts, grandmothers. That this was a way that they could show themselves artistically, and. Mm-hmm. A potluck is a time when maybe your own kids will turn their nose up at something, but you can bring out the big guns knowing that there will be enough people (laughs) eating it that it can be a little weird and, you know, foodies will go for it. Uh Um, The other thing is that you really don't want to show up at a potluck with something exactly like someone else brought. It's Uh, like wearing the same dress as somebody to prom. Uh So people are sort of emboldened to go out on a culinary limb and try something a little bit crazy (laughs) to make Uh sure that it's unique uh, on the table, that it will stand out as something very different.
1: Yes. (laughs) There was at least one lady, I did not make a note of this in my my database, but I remember it vividly in the Facebook thread, talked about how one of her, I believe one of her great aunts uh, one time made the unwise choice to go out on the limb and combine lime jello with asparagus, and Whoa. apparently the, idea, the rationale was, well, they're both green. Why? <laughs> but that—that <laughs> that was that was a case where she went on. A, I went out on a limb, and that that limb did actually break. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that limb. broke. Uh, the, that cradle fell. So. Um, <laughs>
0: Asparagus in anything in my book it's not
1: not a good choice. So, uh, yes, jello is I guess uh, tell me about your tell me about your memories of jello, either recent or from your childhood. What what are your associations? What's the story that you have to tell about jello?
0: I think we used to only make jello probably for potlucks. Uh, we wouldn't make it that often. My mom didn't want to make a lot of sugary desserts very often and jello is like literally pure mm-hmm. sugar so we didn't have it that often i do remember making it uh, it was one of the fave my favorite things to make with my mom because it was so easy and, and fun and i remember loving it when i was a kid i don't like I'm, I'm a texture person with food i don't like weird textures and yet i love jello so there must be something some connection to childhood memories or something that i i just i love jello even though it's a really Odd texture for food. Um, I do have a favorite <laughs> jello potluck jello though. It's it probably would be called green stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's pistachio, maybe with pineapple. I think and marshmallows and I think coconut. And we always had that at our potlucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was pistachio. It was green. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was lime. It might have been lime too. Um, and then the runner up would be orange stuff but not the one with carrots I don't remember ever having an orange jello with carrots in it I think our orange jello actually had mandarin in it mm-hmm. and marshmallow but I don't think there were carrots so I mean obviously there's lots of variations but I, I apparently like the jello marshmallow like add all of the sugary stuff you can to the jello but I would always get thirds and fourths. Of those (laughs) potlucks, and I'll get to this later when when we when we share our recipes. But um, making this jello was an epic experience for me, and I'm so happy we're doing this episode because I now can eat (laughs) jello again, (laughs) and it's amazing.
1: (laughs) Awesome.
3: I uh maybe I maybe this just goes back to not having a traditionally Lutheran upbringing. We had potlucks and midweek suppers and everything. My family didn't really contribute things like jello to that necessarily. Um, so I didn't have it very often growing up, outside of the stuff that like came in the cups, like pre-made at the grocery store. But I, I do love a good jello salad. Like if it's if it's at a picnic somewhere or someone else has brought it to a potluck, I love all the kind of fluffs that are out there, whether it's pineapple or orange or it's the pistachio it is so good and it's it's mm-hmm. I feel like it's so underrated and like this last <laughs> week I'm I'm not even trying to exaggerate this like in the last week of like making this jello I made the the ribbon salad which I will talk about in a bit but like it is such a treat and like I think about it this dessert is so Deeply rooted in the American experience, but (laughs) nobody ever thinks about it anymore. And so it it is. I got a nine and a half by or a nine by thirteen pan of rainbow Jello in my refrigerator right now, and I am just, I am just happy as a clam right now. It is so, (laughs) it is Mm -hmm. such a treat. Yeah.
1: So this is this is really fun. It is one of those foods that has not, even with like the the restaurant culture where they're like trying to take classic dishes and fancy them up and revive them. Nobody ever tackles jello. They'll tackle pudding, but not jello. Jello is 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 just a little too humble, or or mm-hmm. I don't know, too ubiquitous. Uh, but jello, it's People
2: a, sleep it's a on great it. kind of food. Uh-huh. It's so good. It's basically firm Kool-Aid. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah. yeah. <laughs> I ate a lot of Jell-O growing up. Not that, not that my mom made it a ton, but whenever she did, you know, when I was when I was a teenager, it was sort of in the days when diet meant low fat. And oh. Jell O of course is fat free. hmm and so I equated it as a health food, as sort of three points on Weight Watchers kind of deal. I'm being which triggered, I- ah! <laughs> Which I realized was a little naive on my part, but thankfully I was running like five miles a day back then, so it was That's fine. What we're it. That's what we doing it. So, but I loved. I really love Jello. I don't like fancy Jello. I still. Mm. I didn't then. I don't now. My favorite Jello is the one that's just simply orange jello with mandarin oranges in it nothing else Mm -hmm. just that Mm -hmm. they Mm -hmm. go together so well you put anything else in orange jello shredded carrot i'm sorry that needs to just
0: stop why um, i don't i don't understand why those things are together right i know it's part
2: of our part of our heritage but you know there's good (laughs) and bad parts
0: um and
2: (laughs) i am not a fan of putting marshmallows in the jello but i just don't like marshmallows anyway um, nuts, no, thank you. So it's as long as as long as you have like a can of processed fruit in Jello, that's great. Or just Jello mm-hmm. by itself. Or the mm-hmm. Jello Jigglers, which are oh kind of, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. See, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but Jello is such a simple food. It doesn't. It can be fancied up, but it does not need to be. And mm-hmm. I think for for kids especially, and I guess I'm still a kid in my dessert tastes, um, <laughs> that, you know, simpler can be better.
3: Speaking of being a kid and and Jello and simplicity, one of the memories I do have as a child is my mom used to collect, I guess they were Better Homes and Gardens cookbooks from like the 70s. and the, And I think somebody in the Facebook group brought this up and it resonated with me like immediately was – seeing these pictures it was usually of like those savory jello molds and like seeing those in the better homes and gardens I remember seeing those and I said to like my 12 year old self I'm like this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen but it
1: probably tastes like garbage that was Kimberly Myers who that's said that's
0: who I thought it was yes
1: she <laughs> thought it was the and most was like, elegant dish she had ever seen <laughs>
0: Yup. What is it? It The 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 fish mold. The the fish 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 mold, like the yeah, it looks really cool. It looks awesome.
3: I would not eat it. it.
0: No. Yeah. I'm a little curious though.
3: (laughs) I would. I would. Speaking about the shrimp mold, I would make that and try it. Mm -hmm. If this was not Mm -hmm. so time consuming, yeah, I would have done that one too.
1: Yeah. I personally, as far as the savory ones go, I was personally intrigued by the potato salad one mm-hmm. because potato salad is is in many ways already pretty close to jello in its in its consistency. So I feel like I could I would I would I would try that. But also I did not end up doing that this week because I'm the only one eating this jello and I did not <laughs> <end> up- <laughs> still more jello in my refrigerator at the moment
2: (laughs) so am i the one who made a bonus quirky jello i made two
1: i made two as well um all right everyone technically
2: i made six yeah exactly
1: yeah Yeah, so the jello i i actually am different than you guys in that I don't remember being maybe I was but I don't remember being disturbed by weird stuff in jello. <laughs> I always thought wow that's well, that's interesting but it was it was sweet and so I'm like well it's sweet so I'll eat it um and so I, I remember the the chopped up nuts and chopped up celery mm. and grated carrots and all of those odd crunchy things pineapple and, and yet they were ensconced in Sweet fruity jello, and so I just gulped it down. My, like mom also, <laughs> <laughs> My mom also was not a big jello maker, she wasn't a big dessert maker. She also just was like, No, you don't need that much. She's ahead of her time as far as not serving a lot of sweets. So, the potluck was indeed the place where I most often got to enjoy jello. I will happily enjoy jello with just a can of. You know, fruit cocktail tossed in, sure. But I still enjoy the the more messy the Jello is, (laughs) (laughs) the more the more things it has in it. The that's I I appreciate that. Um, So let's talk about what what we actually each made. I'll go first. So I I was in the fluff round. And the Jello that was selected that I made was actually—it turns out—so the initial initial recipe that was submitted was, I believe, orange fluff salad um, or orange Jello salad, and it consisted of—it was a handwritten card, and it it had really basic instructions of Jello and orange sherbet and mandarin oranges, and Ooh. then later. This was Amanda Barlow. She she then said her mom actually gave her the, the proper recipe. So she submitted an additional recipe card, handwritten in clearly uh, somebody who went through penmanship in their school with very <laughs> nice cursive handwriting. And then it was called Orange Supreme, Salad. Oh, Orange Supreme Salad. Orange Supreme. And this is here. This is a little trivia for you all. You know those the segments in an orange? And like the mandarin oranges that you get in a can, how they don't have the skin on them? Mm-hmm. So you can do that with any citrus fruit, right? You just cut off the peel, and then you slice it out by using a knife. And so you end up with just the wedge of, of the citrus fruit without any skin at all. That that wedge with with the skinless fruit is a supreme. That's what it's called. Um, really? Um, so so that's what chefs call it according to the joy of cooking I remember I knew I remembered that so once I saw the the name of the new recipe I pulled out my joy of cooking and sure enough so
3: uh
1: this is this is cream jello salad and it was still I felt it was not as exciting a jello as I really wanted to be able to make so I decided I would make it and then I would also attempt to make another version that was more jazzed up, but ch- tried to keep a little bit to the spirit of it. So I chose to, to make the the change I made to it. I'm calling it dreamsicle sickle oh. Whoa. Yeah. So <laughs> the original calls for orange jello with orange sherbet and the mandarin oranges. I changed it up by going with orange jello. Vanilla ice cream for Mm the joint effect, the mandarin oranges, but then I wanted to bring in more of the texture because I already said that's what I really enjoy in a jello salad. So I decided to be inspired by the, the classic ambrosia salad. So I tossed in a bunch of unsweetened coconut. I thought to myself, yes, my mom does have good advice all these years, so I figured it didn't need to be the sweetened coconut, I did not add the marshmallows because it was already it's already got ice cream in it and jello to begin with. There was plenty of sugar. So I added the cottage cheese. I love cottage cheese in my jello. o oh. So I, I tossed in some cottage cheese and then I added some sliced almonds. Slivered almonds would have been a better choice, but yeah, you live and learn. So <laughs> <laughs> the, sl- the sliced almonds ended up being too similar to the coconut, the shredded coconut once it had all set up. Oh, and I added a little bit of vanilla to really boost that vanilla flavor. And mm. the original is good. The original is got that for if you are someone who doesn't like the chunky jello in your in that's not what d- does it for you. the original orange jello salad, the original jello Supreme, it, it's great. You're gonna like it. It's it's a simple classic. I think even Rachel. I think you would enjoy this one. The, <laughs> the orange sherbet. sort it of gives it a little bit of something special, but not too much. So.
2: <laughs> I think I would probably enjoy the original or the the simple version of that Uh the complex Uh version you know we like to say on this show that lutheran looks a lot of different ways and never has that been more apparent to me (laughs) than you describing this jello that you like (laughs) because that's that's not how i lutheran
1: (laughs) fair enough fair enough so what were what were your experiences with the Jello that you were assigned? And then, did you make any extra Jello? Or yeah, how'd that go for you?
2: I think we need to hear from Sarah. We only had three Jellos here because Sarah can't eat any of them because of her um, uniqueness, yes. no Sugar. <laughs> intolerances. Um, which I know yeah. a lot of our listeners out there have to deal with a variety of food intolerances and special diets. And so, Sarah, I would love to hear about your uh, adventure. You sort of went off,
0: uh, what do you call it, freestyle, freestyle Uh jello. I definitely yeah. freestyled freestyled Jello. Yeah, so I have a very long list of food intolerances, uh, which includes pretty much everything that's in Jello, other than the actual gelatin itself. So uh, <laughs> making any of those recipes as fun as it would be and as much as it would be fun to relive my childhood memories, it, my body would hate me if I tried to eat that stuff. Cow is generally safe for me, though, so I was pretty excited about this because I figured gelatin would be safe, and alas, it is. So I figured I would be able to use uh, straight up gelatin I use Great Lakes gelatin brand uh, it's uh, one of my they don't pay me but you know it's my favorite brand of, of that style of thing and then uh, the, the most simple recipe that I found that we can put in show notes or in the group or whatever is just gelatin uh, and fruit juice pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's okay. super super easy. So if you have uh you, if you can't eat cane sugar or something or you want to just do it on your own and make your make up your own recipes, that is the easiest way to make jello. Just get some gelatin and it's cheap too. Just get some gelatin, get whatever fruit juices um, and fruits you like and just mm-hmm. mix it all together. Super duper easy. So what I ended up doing, I can't eat a lot of sugar at all, really. So I did a, a A cran apple was my original recipe, Um, so I used gelatin cranberry juice that I sweetened with stevia, so I actually don't have any sugar in it, and then chopped up apple and mixed all that together. What's the verdict? I didn't sweeten the cranberry enough because cranberry juice is super-duper tart, and i didn't want to overdo it with mm-hmm. the stevia my husband made a really super puckery face <laughs> when he tried it he's like this is not sweet at all uh, <laughs> i was i was counting on the apple to add a lot of sugar content to it mm-hmm. and it did but it, when i make this again i need to do more stevia in the cranberry juice and less apple because the you don't actually taste a lot of the apple or a lot of the cranberry flavor it's just a lot of the tartness but not the flavor of the cranberry and And there's too much apple
3: to be clear Mm. you you use pure cranberry juice not like a cranberry juice cocktail
0: right this is straight up 100 cranberry juice the stuff that you would not want to drink straight i mean maybe you would i don't know but it's not sweet at all hate yourself (laughs) right um you you would want to sweeten it so next time i'll probably add a little bit of honey um maybe like a tablespoon or so uh, mm-hmm. along with the stevia and i think that would probably do it unless apple i way over to the apple but it's good i like it and it's a beautiful color cranberry mm-hmm. juice in gelatin beautiful color yes. so the second one this one i was really excited about is coffee jello which was your idea erin yes. and it, it blew my mind like so many things <laughs> colliding that was like like so the epic, exciting
3: to watch. It was so the great. most
0: Lutheran jello coffee and jello, and it sounds like it would be gross. And when I was telling people that I was making coffee jello, they were all like, "Why would you do that? That sounds like a terrible idea." <laughs> <laughs> um, so th- I found recipes for it. What did you say? It's it's a delicacy in what like Japan, and yeah. apparently in yeah, in, on like the East Coast as well. Okay. I, apparently, I don't know. It is one of the most easy jellos to make if you have gelatin because you make your coffee hot and you literally just mix hot coffee into the gelatin and let it set. It, it couldn't be easier than that. I want it so the next time I make it I want to try to layer it a bit with some almond milk jello mm-hmm. um, and maybe play with the sweetness of which layers get uh, a certain Ooh, amount of sweetness yeah. so and it, w- my husband will probably make a separate one with a milk layer and he'll make his super duper sweet because he he'll like drink honey out of the jar so um, <laughs> so the verdict on that one I, I didn't quite sweeten it enough but I didn't want to overdo it the first time. So I just, I sweetened the coffee uh, and I used AeroPress coffee because AeroPress is nice and dark. I wanted it strong. I did yeah. sweeten it with yeah. a little bit of honey and a little bit of stevia and it, it it's not quite sweet enough. And I need to work on the presentation of this one because like a square of brown jello is really not appetizing <laughs> at all. Um, but it's good, and this one gets my husband's stamp of approval too. He was he was eating this one willingly, so uh, that like one will definitely be, come back.
1: I feel like it would be best. I think you
0: would need to use
1: strong coffee with it because mm-hmm. by the time it's cold and you add the other, you know, you add the gelatin. I think starting with something that is pretty strong like that does seem like it would give you the best best results.
0: Ooh, how much yeah. fun! Especially if you follow the actual recipes you find because they tell you to put a lot of sugar in it, which uh-huh. I obviously didn't do, but right. a lot of sugar goes really well with really strong coffee. Yeah. So that, that one is a winner. Uh, if you think it sounds weird but you love coffee, I highly recommend doing coffee jello and then putting some whipped cream on top Ooh. and serving it. Ooh. It would be fantastic. That sounds um,
2: nice. Do you yes. think you could do Irish coffee jello?
0: Yes. A twist on the Jello shot idea. Yes. Oh, I know what you're mm-hmm. talking about. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure one of the recipes I found actually called for that. <laughs> <laughs> but
3: so, coffee yes. Jello would also be delicious.
0: Yeah, you've got That's options. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I I highly recommend doing the coffee Jello. <gasps> oh, if you if you are able to.
2: Now I'm wondering how would a chai tea. as a jello
0: I actually wanted to try ginger tea and make like Mm -hmm. and do like a triple ginger so you can get like candied ginger and put candied ginger on the bottom and then make really sweet and pour that over it yeah I think that would be good but yeah I bet you chai would be really good too
2: I'm guessing this will be a to be continued kind of uh, jello adventure for you Sarah
0: (laughs) yeah so this is really exciting I don't really have desserts in my life right now because I can't eat sugar pretty much at all so just to have something that it's still not that sweet and like for a normal person that eats normal desserts it's not going to taste like a dessert but for me this is like this is a huge experience because i actually have something that looks like a dessert <laughs> and i can eat it like a dessert and i can actually bring something to a potluck that other people will eat and they won't look at me like i'm crazy because it's a legit like lutheran dessert so
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: This You're welcome. Is, this is pretty great. so this 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 episode has changed my life <laughs> yes. i will I will warn you if you use a uh, straight up gelatin um out of the container to make your gelatin, it is it is an interesting experience. I had never used it before. It smells weird <laughs> when you first mix it and you have to mix it into cold water first. Uh, when you first mix it, it smells really weird, but it goes away, and the the texture is like, glue paste stuff it does not look appetizing it it turns out fine I promise Um, so I have a question
3: yeah how is the gelatin that you use different because my recipe called for unflavored gelatin powder that came in like a little envelope yeah that I found at the grocery store like so what's the difference between something like that and what you
0: used Probably not much. The ratio is is they give you a ratio like one packet equals one tablespoon out of okay. the container I get. It's probably similar. I don't know what's in those packets. Okay. There may be like preservatives or something. I don't know, but it's probably really close, really similar to the same thing.
3: Because mine didn't smell. So
0: yeah, I mean, I got like this. I got the. I got the super fancy stuff, stuff like grass-fed beef gelatin. This is uh, so legit. Totally <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it looks like usual, normal gelatin when it, when you get it all all together. So it works. It's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, Brie, tell us about your saga,
0: because yours was much
1: yours was sort of an, an epic journey. You had the longest, the longest recipe a long time wise.
3: Yes. Yes. So I picked the sour cream round winner. It was the ribbon jello from Mary Jo Ryman had posted Uh that. My aunt, by the way. What? (laughs) Hot Lux and Company. (laughs) I took that one on because I'm the kind of person who, like, if I see foods in Rainbow Order, I will want to eat them. Like, even even if it's like the lineup of the Boone's Farm at the grocery store, I'm like, I want to drink all of these crappy wines because they look so beautiful next to each other. That's mm-hmm. the kind of person that I am. Mm-hmm. So, this, the recipe itself is pretty simple. However, you're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> there, it's tremendously time, not consuming, but it, it takes a while. So, basic rundown of the recipe is as Mary Jo had posted it, four kinds of jello. And then a recipe for like a sour cream, sweet sort of layer that separates the colors. I'm sure many of you are familiar with this kind of dessert. If mm-hmm. not, I, I have pictures that I will be posting in the Facebook group once the once the show comes out with probably with everybody else's photos. The recipe had four, four colors. I believe it was green. Yellow, orange, and red, maybe. But okay. because I'm a freak about rainbows, I was like, I'm going to take this one step further and put blue and purple in there as well. Mm-hmm. So I drove to the local grocery store, which I have since found is like the mecca of jello selection, like ever. I posted a photo of the jello aisle in the group, and everyone was just overcome with how many options that we have at this local grocery store
0: there's gonna be a run on jello yeah like (laughs) i
3: I didn't i didn't really know how blessed i was until about three days ago Um, (laughs) i found all the colors that i wanted i didn't really put a whole lot of thought into like flavor profiles but like Mm. as i was walking out of the store i was like i wonder if lemon is gonna go together really well with grape i don't know i guess we'll figure it out it was an entire experiment, so I wasn't that concerned about flavor profiles or even like how it's set up and, and all of that. So I appropriately increased the recipe by 50%. With the way that the measurements are called for, adding an extra two colors of jello, it was easy to convert that recipe. What I didn't take into consideration is the depth of the 9x13 pan. Um, oh, geometry. Because yeah, I like I it didn't even mm-hmm. go there. So yeah. basically, you have jello layer number 1, then you have this sour cream mixture which I will get to in in, in a second. <laughs> then you have blue layer, sour cream layer, green layer, sour cream layer, and basically in rainbow order those six colors. Mm-hmm. I'm here to tell you today that the Pyrex 9x13 pan that I have is just about perfect for four colors of jello. Like, <laughs> that is, there is a rhyme and reason. Rhyme and get it? Ah! A and <laughs> There's a rhyme and reason to why it's only four. So, in the future, if I wanted to do this recipe with all six colors fitting in the depth of the pan, Mm-hmm. I would maybe use a half a box uh, per layer or okay. um, a cup of the sour cream mixture per layer. Uh-huh. Uh, but basically, you just prepare the jello according to the directions, and then you layer it. And the reason it takes so long is because you want, you want you have to make time for it to set before you add yeah. extra layers. Uh-huh. Um, I did learn pro- when I was probably on layer number three that I could have made all of the jello at one time and just kept it out. And if it got, if it had set up any, I could pop it in the microwave for a few seconds to get it to soften back up. Mm -hmm. Um, So if I do do this another time, which I probably will, because as, (laughs) as frustrating as it was, it was, it was really fun. Yeah. I want to, I want to do it again. It does. It looks really beautiful. I am still trying to find the perfect cross section. I don't think it's going to happen. I'll <laughs> just post what I have. Um, <laughs> the only other thing that I will say is, I, mm-hmm. I I feel like I'm a very astute individual when it comes to like operating in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. What I what I learned on Wednesday when I was making this is if you're boiling milk, oh, do yeah. not turn your back for a single. Second, because that pot of milk will boil over and ruin your life. Yeah. (laughs) Been there. Yeah. So, in all of this, and maybe this is a blessing in disguise, I learned how to dismantle my stovetop so I could clean it. (laughs) The overflowing jello pan got (laughs) dripped all over my fridge. So, I got to, I had the privilege of cleaning out the bottom of my fridge and my and my kitchen floor had splotches of jello all over it which my dog was helping me out by licking it but i hollered at him and he didn't come anywhere near me so i had to take out the swiffer wet jet and mop my floor so that's the most cleaning i've done in about six months so that's wow. good mm-hmm. but- The recipe itself is time intensive. I made it a little bit harder on myself because I'm a... Because you love a rainbow. I love a good rainbow. You love a good rainbow. And I pay dearly for it. Yeah. (laughs) But it is so delicious. Like, I've been eating it for breakfast for the last two days. No shame. No shame. (laughs) So
1: good. (laughs) Now, Rachel, I think... You're the only one who has not yet tried your jellos.
2: I haven't, it's and it has been, been so tried. hard. I have been sitting here on the live stream watching you guys spoon jello and jello um, all <laughs> episode, but I was determined I was gonna try my jello on air. So wait. I have Tell two us enormous. About your okay, so I was assigned based on popular vote because people love me uh and want good things <laughs> in my life. Uh the- <laughs> The cherry cola Jello, uh-huh. um, submitted by Amanda Markle. and this is—I looked at this and I thought, I love cherries. Brie loves rainbows. I love cherries. This mm-hmm. is just like match yeah. made in heaven kind of thing. Yeah. It was only afterwards that I started to look at the recipe, and you know how Jello is usually made with one cup boiling water and one cup cold water, mm-hmm. 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 or in this case, it's a large Jello, so two cups boiling water, two cups cold water. No, this mm-hmm. is made with about one cup water. One cup reserved juice slash syrup out of pineapple and cherry cans Ooh. and one cup cherry cola. So you take the normal sugar content of <laughs> of jello and then take all the water out and replace it uh-huh. with more syrup. sugar. Yeah. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, 911.
3: I just had a diabetic sugar
2: reaction. No, and I didn't eat anything. Me I was just listening. <laughs> it also contains dark sweet cherries and shredded mm, pineapple. Wow. So, if you guys that would see be the best part, me. <laughs> heel over in front of the screen. I'm getting a bowl right now or a spoon right now. It looks, I'm it looks so amazing. I'm curious because soda and jello, what is, tell how me, how does about that even work? Experience. It makes it kind of lighter and fluffier because the huh. bubbles are uh-huh. working in the Jello mm-hmm. while it's uh-huh. setting. Yeah, so it's sort of like the effect of yeast on bread.
0: Oh, uh-huh. that is
2: fascinating. Kind air of, it's kind of fluffy. One okay. of our one of our listeners' uh, lounge uh-huh. lounge friends, Lisa Sizemore, says her mommy used to use red wine instead of cola, <laughs> which I thought was an interesting
3: <laughs> twist yeah, on the original.
2: That. Uh huh. Um, I will tell you, it is very delicious, and it is yeah. very, very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. but I am, I am nice. loving this Jello. It will be a special occasion treat for me, but I will definitely be keeping this recipe because cherries and pineapple and cherry cola it is just a wonderful, wonderful combination. Hang uh-huh. on, I'm taking another bite.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that answers my question. I was thinking with my with my triple ginger plan of putting ginger ale in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, but it, I was wondering yeah. how the bubbles would work. But now Knew that it. you've described cherry yeah. cola, if you do like ginger tea, ginger ale, and candied ginger, that mm-hmm. might be epic and really strong. I will strong. tell you, unless <laughs> you
1: try it, and because I did do some consider, I considered adding ginger to my variation, uh uh-huh. but. You can do it, but raw ginger has an enzyme that will cause oh. the, the gelatin not to set, um, ah. similar to oh. some of the tropical fruits,
0: so mm-hmm. it needs
1: to be it needs to be cooked or processed or something. So, okay. I, and I was like, but I wanted the texture of the raw ginger, so I just nixed that plan completely. So, if you do think- a ginger, ginger jello test, don't don't use raw ginger in it.
0: Yeah, I think the the stuff that we have is candied, so I think it's actually like already jellied yeah. ginger juice or something. Like it's yeah. not it's, it's processed not in some way. Right.
3: Yeah. yeah, I just wanted to say in talking about the like the carbonated beverages and a Jello. Yeah, when I was younger, I am pretty sure there was a Jello commercial for like New Year's coming up, and it was a champagne Jello. Whoa.
1: Mm, yes. mm-hmm. Apparently mm. Jell-O for a while had a special brand that was for Jell-O spark, like sparkling Jell-O yeah. or something like that. And then the world figured out you can make it by just adding soda. And so <laughs> um, they, they're ever they like, you don't need the special Jell-O. You just add soda to any Jell-O you want to make it with. And so Jell-O <laughs> just continued that, that particular little specialty option.
0: That sounds
1: funny. Weird.
0: Yeah. All right, Rachel, back to um, you. Rachel, yeah, okay. I'm sorry.
2: Um, tell us, tell I'm... us a little more. Hang on. Let me let me just sort of like float down from my sugar high. <laughs> Do you need to cleanse your palate? Um, Do you need to go run maybe. a couple miles and come back? Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, I will tell you, it's the, the recipe recommends using a trifle dish for this, and it, it's mm-hmm. a good idea because the pineapple all floats to the top. So if you're uh-huh. serving this jello you want to not sort of scrape off the top you want to really dig oh, down and get a cross section of okay. the layers because the bottom layer is very jello heavy and then the cherries and then the pineapple. So if you just scrape off the top you're going to get the pineapple. So yeah, that was this is the this is the jello actually while I was while we were recording right now, I just got a text from my dad saying, bring the cherry jello home. <laughs>
1: <So>. <laughs> I was going to ask you, what's, what's the mom rating on this one? Is this, do you feel like this would be family friendly?
2: You know, my kids are so weird. I can't tell. I think mm-hmm. I think several of them will like it, and one or two of them will just say, "Mom, can I just have plain Jello next time?" Probably. I wonder which would be the ones who are like, you "Yeah, want Mom." I have one child who doesn't like pizza. She will probably not care for this <laughs> this uh, Jello. Um, but I will tell you. Also, I have a bonus round Jello. Yes, yes! sample on air, yes. and They're this one. So this one goes out to Caitlin Maydinger, who uh, voted for it in our poll because she says uh, my vote is based purely on the fact that I want to, y'all to taste horseradish Jello during a podcast. That's my girl. <laughs> that is You're gonna my girl. <laughs> So this one's for you, Caitlin. Now I, I did bring this on myself. This was a recipe I found in an old church cookbook and told Erin she had to make. You know that proverb that says if a man digs a pit, he will fall into it? <laughs> you have fa- this is the pit you have fallen <laughs> into. This is this is my pit.
0: Um the Jell-O so pit. I've
2: got there I'll we'll put a picture of this online. Um yes. I didn't do it perfectly because it was supposed to like partially set and it ended up a little chunkier when I mixed it in. Oh, no. But so this is basically lime jello with uh Whipped cream, lemon juice, and horseradish. What? Um, I love each of those things separately. Right, <laughs> yeah. me too. Um, so I'm a little hesitant, but lime right, and it, horseradish.
1: It it.
3: Oh, it hold on! I want to. I want to take a screen cap immediately of your reaction. So all right, let all right. me know when you're ready.
2: It's. I'm not smelling lime jello. I'm smelling horseradish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> You know, the flavor (laughs) is not awful. Not as awful as you would think. That is a rave review. (laughs) So here's what I'll say. The flavor of horseradish is not a terrible match for the lemon lime because horseradish is a very tangy flavor. Uh Yeah. The, f- the flavor is not terrible, but the yeah. combination of the squishy jello, the fluffy whipped cream, and the kind of stringy, coarse
0: texture Ooh. of the horseradish. Uh-huh. Ooh,
2: yeah. Yeah. I think I would rather have a proper salad than yeah. a horseradish jello salad. I may actually end up finishing this because it may be sort of like the sort of thing that the last bite tastes better than the first. You know, you get used to it as you go down through the layers of. Jello goodness, yeah, but it's like,
0: like like Jello train wreck. You just can't stop watching or eating. Right, eating. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's not worth it. No.
2: Um. So yeah, horseradish Jello salad. There you go, Caitlin. It's it's uh, okay. It, it's okay. If I took it to a it's potluck, okay. I would probably carry my camera around watching people's faces as they ate it without actually knowing what it was and being too polite yeah. to say anything. Yep. And then I would watch as the napkins sort of slid over those portions of the plates, and the plates they leaned over their
3: chairs. In uh-huh.
2: the trash. But you know, there might be some people out there who would really like it. It, as we found with Aaron's uh, kitchen sink Jello, it takes all types, exactly. and it may yeah. be that the right person out there would think that this was just so good. Exactly. This reminds
0: me of of a, a recipe that happens every year on NPR at Thanksgiving. Yes, it's a it's a cranberry uh-huh. sauce. It's not Jello, but it's a cranberry yep. sauce recipe that also uses horseradish and uh-huh. and, and this reminds yeah. me of that. And I bet you you could gelatinize that one too. That <laughs> you know, make a, a, a cranberry Jello with horseradish. I actually think that might work better because, Mm
2: -hmm. you know, when you have the jello and the whipped cream, you really expect a creamy texture, whereas Mm -hmm. cranberries, whole cranberries are already bringing Mm -hmm. that sort of coarseness Mm -hmm. to the, to the texture palette and the horseradish would be able to slip on in under the radar a little bit better.
1: I made that horseradish jello, the cranberry one, one year. And while I enjoyed it it was, it was not a broad favorite that year. (laughs) It has not been requested back. Um, <laughs> it it's like vivid. it it's is like,
0: like a pink.
1: Yes, it's crazy bright pink. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That. But I think you're right. The cranberries with the horseradish, and add a little Jello to just firm it up a little. Yeah. Yeah. You're onto something totally there.
0: Somebody out there in Lady Lutheran Ladies Slunge land, you should make it. Yeah, and mm-hmm, so, prove us right or wrong.
1: <laughs> there are there are those people who just aren't the greatest Jello fans, and so the one the one quote I have here to sort of wrap us up that just sort of tickled my fancy <laughs> when everyone was sharing their Jello their Jello recipes. Sheila commented, as far as the Jello she likes to bring. I usually make meatballs. (laughs) (laughs) I bring a crock pot full of them and afterwards my crock pot is empty. That's (laughs) right. (laughs) (laughs) Jello is not for everyone. It's true. And that's the beauty of the potluck. There is actually something for everyone. Uh, You got, you got choices at a potluck. So this was so much fun, lady. Really
3: great. (laughs) Thank you so much, everybody.
2: Yeah. Ladies out there, keep experimenting, trying new things because there has been everything under the sun done with Jell-O, but there's more that can be done. I can't wait to see the next generation's church cookbooks with the Jell-O recipes. Cause it's, too much fun to play with
1: some of the classics are going to stay there but there's going to be new ones too
0: there is a poll in the facebook group
1: there's three polls that are oh, still up three there, polls but,
0: yeah but uh we want to know your own jello stories mm-hmm. uh, share with us your own favorite recipes your own memories of potlucks uh with your favorite kind of jello so because uh, jello is one of these things that brings us all together in a yeah maybe a very strange way <laughs> So if, if you haven't joined our group on Facebook, go find us, the Lutheran Ladies Lounge. Find all of our episodes at kfuo.org slash Lutheran Ladies Lounge or on your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge, the Great Jell-O Episode Podcast. I'm Sarah. Doing? I'm Erin. I'm full of rainbow
2: jello. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate horseradish. <laughs> <laughs> awful <laughs> not as awful as you would think that is it's a rave really, review really.
1: oh
2: um, you
3: are you have a troubled look on your face <laughs> you need to see the photo i just sent
2: um so here's what i'll say the flavor of horseradish is not a terrible match for the lemon lime because horseradish oh. is a very tangy flavor uh-huh. yeah sure. and so if it were just flavors <laughs> <laughs> you got to look at the photo. Just, I'm sorry. I don't want to look at the photo, Bree. <laughs> <laughs> our our listeners can look at the photo on <laughs> on our wall. Um <laughs>